So I want to just, before I get started, I want to just remind you, Ron did a fantastic job of, of just encouraging to be a part of the I Will Vision events this weekend. I just want to give you a personal invitation. I'm excited about what God's doing here at Grow Church. Amen. Are anybody excited about what he's doing? I want to share with you in the next couple of days, those two events, you know, where I see God taking us and, and how God's going to provide what, what we're going to do, what through his power, not through us, through the vision he's given us. And so I want to encourage everybody that has not already been to those events to be there. Also, you know, get connected somehow to a group. We're in the middle of our semesters, and I just was talking to somebody this morning and was able to connect them to one of our group leaders, and they're going to get connected to that group. Listen, folks, you need, you need to be connected to a group. Amen? I didn't get many amens on that. Those of you that are leading them and, and a part of them, you should, you should be the ones amening me the most because they're, they're so life-giving, and that's really what we want to do. We want, our, our goal, folks, is to help every person, every family, anybody who walks through the doors of Grow Church to really walk in a full life that Christ offers. How many of you believe that that's what Christ offers for you? A full, rich, satisfying, abundant life. How many, whatever word you want to use to describe it, that's what Christ offers you every single day. And so we want, to, we want to be a part of that. We want to be intentional about offering you those opportunities to live in, in the fullness of Christ. Amen? Well, I know you didn't hear, you want to hear all of that. I want to talk to you this morning. I want to finish up this series. We've been in a series called This Is Us. Has anybody enjoyed it? Love talking about this, this idea of family, and we've been in that, we've been really knee-deep in family this week, and so, uh, this month, excuse me, and so what we're going to do is we're going to culminate that today, uh, talking about the family of God. How many of you know the family of God is important? So we're gonna, that's what we're going to talk about today. But before I do, just, just a recap. First week we said the family was God's idea. He ordained it from the very beginning of time. Genesis chapter 2, where he, 1 and 2, where he created Adam and Eve and he ordained the family even before the church. And we talked about how the church can, the family can reflect the love of God, the grace of God, the mercy of God in, in the context of family. We talked about how marriages can flourish because they make God the number one right? They seek him first, and they, they really make the romance, keeping the romance, the intentionality of keeping romance going in the marriage. That's, that's important. And then last week, we talked about how important it is that um, the, the parents and the kids, that they have a great relationship. They value each other, and there's investments in those relationships. And so if you didn't get a chance to hear those messages, you can go our podcast. We have a podcast. Everybody know we had a podcast. So you can go, if you've got iTunes or any of the other podcast uh, uh, levels, things there, you can go to our podcast and listen to those messages. But I would encourage you to do that. So we're going to dive in today talking about the family of God and how important that is. Anybody ready for that this morning? You ready to dive into the Word of God? So if you have your Bibles, let's go to Ephesians chapter 1. We're going to look at uh, Ephesians 1 verse 5. Let's, here's what it says. It says, God decided in advance to do what? to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it what? It gave him great pleasure. How many of you know that God smiles and takes pleasure in you being his kid? Anybody a child of God in here this morning? Are you thankful that you're a child of God? And so he adopted us into his family because how many of you know before Christ, we were all dead in our trespasses and our sins because of what... Adam and Eve did in the garden. Sin was a problem for every person on the planet. 
And thanks be to God that he didn't leave us in that condition, Ron. But he said, you know what? I, wanna, I want them to be my kids. I want them to be in the family of God. And so because of what Christ did at the cross, because of his shed blood, we have access to the Father. Now we're no longer slaves. We're no longer enemies of God. But now we're children. We're sons and daughters of God, grafted in, adopted into his family. Man, that's some good news today. We can leave now and be encouraged, right? Because we're all a part of the family of God. And so the, I got to looking at the idea of adoption. And I just want to just share with you that, you know, adoption, it, it's a wonderful thing. Amen. A friend of mine, uh, a good friend of mine, Jeremy, a few years ago adopted a little boy from China. And so I've watched him grow up in that family. And, and it's so neat to see how when he first, when they first went to China to, to get him, he was so scared of them. Didn't, didn't, you know, he was crying when they tried to hold him, and it was just really, really hard, the first meeting. But you know now, you know, they, he calls them mom and dad. He's the family, he's in the family now. Even though they're not his biological parents, he's a part of that family. And so it's really good to see that because when you, when, when you understand that there's, there's some love to give, maybe a, Maybe a couple, maybe they can't have kids that are their own, but they want somebody to love. And so what they do is they go and seek out a kid that they can pour their love into. Maybe they're not their biological kid, but they, can, they seek out a kid to, to pour their love into. And so the adoption takes place, and now they have that, that kid is the object of their love. Y'all follow me? And then the kid, because he's probably feeling really bad because he ha doesn't have a real family, he's able to be a, re a receiver and be able to receive the love of, of, of that parent. And now the, the relationship is beautiful because there's an adoption. That is the same way that Christ has done us. Do you realize that you're the object of God's love this morning? The Bible says in 1 uh, John 4, it says, we, we love because he first loved us. The demonstration that he loved us. You know, Romans 5, 8, it says, God showed us. He demonstrated his love to us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's how much he cares about you. That's how much you're the object of his affection. So isn't it great to be a part of the family of God this morning? And so there are benefits to be, being a part of the family of God. Would you agree? And so when we see that there are benefits to it, we also see, you've heard me say this over and over again, I'm going to say this until y'all get this, we need to value the family of God. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're a part of my family this morning. Obviously, some of you are you're sitting by your spouses, but maybe you're sitting by a friend. You're, they're a part of the family of God if they're in Christ today, amen? And so we value the family of God, don't we? And you know what's coming next, right? We invest in what we value. Is that right? I can take a look at your calendar. I can take a look at your checkbook, and I can see what you value based on how you spend your time and your money, right? And so for us, it's about, okay, I value the family of God. Let me invest in the family. You know, I got to thinking about the Turner household. I grew up a Turner. I'm thankful that I, I grew up a Turner. There are privileges that come with being a Turner, Amen. I grew up, you know, my dad wasn't the most rich person. He was a pastor. He loved God with all his heart, was a hardworking man, was a great example of a father to me. My mother, same way. She loved God, but you know, my dad, he worked so hard that, that he, my mom could stay home and, and spend time with me and, me and my brother. 
and, and nurture us the way she should. Amen? Now, I'm not, I'm not speaking against wives who work out the home. I'm not saying that. My wife works out of the side of the home. But I'm here to tell you the best case scenario is her staying home and helping. Amen? And so I grew up in that. I was privileged to be a part of the Turner household. I'm very thankful for my heritage. But you know what? With that privilege came responsibility. This is where it's going to get quiet on me a little bit. So I remember growing up as a kid that part of my responsibility as a turner, along with the privilege, was on Saturday morning, before we went anywhere, the house had to get cleaned. Come on now. Come on, somebody. You grew up in a house, I mean, grew up in a house like that. Where mom said, hey, you ain't going anywhere till this house gets clean. And so, yeah, man, I learned how to vacuum. I learned how to scrub a toilet. I learned how to do a, a mirror. Learned how to dust. Why? Because I was a part of the Turner household. And it was not, it was a privilege to be a part of it, but it was also a responsibility. Y'all follow me? And so the same is true for the family of God. It's a privilege to be a part of the family of God. We've already established that. God's loved us. We're an object of his affection. But you know what? There are responsibilities that come along with being a part of the family of God. Amen. Can I get a good amen from anybody this morning? And so when we understand that we're, it's a privilege, but it's also a responsibility, then that really kicks things into another gear, doesn't it? So I, I was thinking about this and the idea of being a, in a family and and what it means to be a, have responsibilities. And, you know, we have a great church here. How many of you believe we have a great church? Not a perfect church, but a great church. And so what, here's, what we, here's the intentionality of what we do. We, we believe that you're a part of the family of God. As a matter of fact, we believe it so much, we put it on a banner outside. So when people come in, those of you that are new to Grow Church, you saw that banner, welcome to the family. We feel that way, Right? And so what we want to do is every moment, every opportunity that we have, we're going to help people understand the value of family, but also the value of responsibility in the family. So Sunday mornings are a great opportunity for us to come in here and worship God together. How many of you, when you were kids, or you're, maybe even now you do it, uh, you had a family room? Anybody have a family room? Well, now they, might, they used to call it dens, or maybe some of you, now you call it something else now. Maybe it's the man cave. I don't know. But a place where all the family gathered together. Did y'all have that? Anybody have that? I remember when I was a kid, we had that. We had a little a family room or a den, and we, that's where the TV was. That's where the family would gather together. Guess what? This room right here, it's our family room. Amen. This is a place where the family gathers on Sunday mornings. Now, obviously, we're not watching TV, but you know what we're doing? Our focus is on Daddy. Amen. Our focus is on the one, the, the creator of the universe, the one who loved us so much who said, I'll send my only son to die for you so I can have fellowship with you. That's the attention that, that we're doing now. That's where our eyes go every Sunday morning. Amen. And so in the family room, we worship God together. Guess what? It's our responsibility as a family member to gather together on a regular basis and uplift and just magnify the name of Jesus. Isn't that great this morning? Part of your responsibility as a family member is what I talked about a few minutes ago, connecting with other people. Listen, don't make Sunday morning your only experience with Grow Church. You won't grow that way. 
It's great to be in the, in the larger family room, but you know what? There are times when you go to the other places in the house, maybe around the table in a circle with a few people, and you're sharing together, amen, in our grow groups. That's where the growth happens. That's where the relationships are built. That's where the accountability is established. Y'all follow me this morning. I'm talking about being a part of the family of God, but also the responsibility of the family of God. Because how many of you know that when you're, when you're a follower of Jesus, there's an expectation. Jesus made it very clear. Right before he ascended back to heaven, he said, go into all the world and do what? And make disciples. Making disciples is the responsibility of some of the family of God. He didn't put a quote, he didn't put a, a little parenthesis in there, oh, those who feel like it or those who want to or some of you. No, he said, basically all of us who are followers of Jesus become disciple makers. It's a responsibility of being a part of the family of God. Are y'all with me? So groups become a real important aspect of being part of the family of God. And then there's the, the growth track. You heard Ron mention that earlier. We believe that God has given every person in this room a purpose. He's called you to do something, again, as a follower of Jesus. It's a part of your responsibility as a family of God to say, you know what, I'm not here just by accident. I'm not just feeling, I'm just not a warm body feeling space for 70 or 80 years. No, God's put me here for a reason. How many of you believe God's put you here for a reason? And so what's, what's the responsibility of the, of the family of God? To help you discover that. And so what do we do? We, do, we offer an opportunity. Growth track, where you come and you okay, we'll give you a spiritual gifts test. We'll, we'll hear from you. What are you passionate about? How many of you know passion is a good indicator of where God's put you, right? Because the reason that I believe that is is because passion is a fuel when things get tough, right? And so your spiritual giftings, along with your passion, make for a great recipe for you walking in the God-given purpose that God's called you to. Isn't that great? It's a privilege to get to serve the family of God. It's a privilege to get to stand on the stage and sing about the greatness. You know, oh Lord, how I need you, or how you've done great things, testifying to the greatness of God. It's a privilege to do that, amen? It's a privilege when you stand out front and, and smile and greet somebody and say, you're so glad you're here this morning. It's a privilege to get to invest in a young person and say, you know what? You're created in the image of God. God loves you. He's got a purpose and a plan for you. It's a privilege to be able to do that but it's also a responsibility. Can you imagine with me if every person who called Grow Church Home said, you know what, Pastor, there's something I can do in the church to serve the body, and I'm willing to do it. Can you imagine how awesome this would be? It's great already because we got a great group of, John, of 1010 team members. Anybody a member of the 1010 team in here say, yeah. Listen, that's awesome that you have said, God's given me a, a gifting, I'm, in a, I'm walking in purpose, and I'm walking in a calling, and I'm going to serve my family and my Jesus well. So all of these are privileges, but also responsibilities of being a part of the family of God. And right here in the context of this family, how many of you know this is just part of the family, right? There are family members all over the globe. 
Every person who says, Jesus, come into my heart. I believe you died and rose again. I'll serve you all my days. They're a part of our family, whether you've ever met them or not. We just get to be at the privilege of being a part of the family of God right here at Grow Church. Isn't that great? And so being involved in the life of our family or church contributes to the health of our family. When you, when you make a decision to help and serve and, and be a part of a group and be a part of the life of the church, you contribute to the health of our family. How many of you say, I want a healthy family? I want a healthy family. So let's dive into some more scripture. That was kind of a, that was a long introduction, but hopefully that, that kind of challenged you as far as you're a part of the family of God. So I want to give you some more encouragement. How can, anybody want to be encouraged today? Let's go to Galatians chapter 4. Man, this is, so, this is so encouraging to me when you read this. But when the time set, time, and the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law that we might receive what? Adoption to sonship. Because you were his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. This is the part I love the most. The spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave. Are you glad for that this morning? But God's child, and since you are his child, God has also made you an heir. Isn't that great? And so when we think about the legal aspects of somebody who's adopted into a family, legally, you have rights to everything that family offers. Amen. So when, when the parents, if they pass on and you're legally adopted, guess what? Even if they're biological kids, you're in on the inheritance. That's good. Same is true for our, our fam the family of God. Every one of us, we're adopted into the family of God. We have access to the resources of God. Paul describes it in Ephesians this way, that he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. The key word is always in Christ, amen? None of this is possible, folks. Being a part of the family of God, being an heir is not possible apart from the finished work of Jesus on the cross. He is your way into it, amen? And so it reminds me of, of my own father, of how much... Uh, how much benefit there was of me having a dad or daddy. If you look at that word Abba in the original language, that's what it means. Daddy. That's a pretty close term, right? Some of you may have grown up in an in a, in a, in a arena of faith where God was always this aloof, faraway God that you couldn't really get have a relationship with and, and maybe that's the way you feel right now I'm here to tell you God wants to change your perspective to change your paradigm to see him not just as your creator but as your heavenly father daddy God and I used to love it when my dad would come home and he would you know he'd been at work and I wanted to see him and I'd jump up in his lap you know what I would say I love you daddy can you do that with your heavenly father absolutely you can you can cry, Abba Father, Daddy God. That's how close the relationship can be between you and him, amen? Man, is this, I hope this is encouraging somebody today. You're a part of the family of God. And as I said, it has benefits. 
I love what Brian Houston said about the church. You know, when, when I say family, I'm, I'm really using it synonymous with the church. Or another term we use in the, in the scriptures is the body of Christ. So we can use all three of those synonymously. The church, the body of Christ, the family of God. All the same thing. Everybody with me? And so here's what he said. Here's what Brian Houston, he's a pastor of Hillsong Church in Australia. He said, church is where the worship lifts us. The word challenges us. The Holy Spirit impacts us. Amen? And the fellowship encourages us. And so being a part of the family of God you're, you have access to all those benefits. You have access to the worship of God. You have access to the fellowship that comes with knowing each other. Each other and we're all in the same boat. We're all adopted sons and daughters. That's a privilege and an honor, isn't it? That's a benefit. Here's another thing. Number one, to be a part of the family of God means knowing and experiencing the love of God. How many of you have experienced his love before? But here's the, here's the most thing that blows my mind the most. The eternal God. The one who, with just his breath, spoke the world into existence. The all-powerful, all-knowing, all-sufficient God says, I love you, and you're the object of my affection. Man, that's awesome. And so when you, when you get a, a really a revelation of that, that's how Christ, that's how God feels about you, there's a benefit to knowing that and experiencing that. And it's all made possible because of what Christ did at the cross. And here, here's the reality. Here's what God wants. He don't want you in the dark about that. He don't want you in the dark about God's love. He wants to, you to see the full expression of how he feels about you. You know how I know that? Ephesians 3 tells us, here's what Paul prayed over the church, over the body of Christ, over the family of God. He said, then Christ will make his home, where? In your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you understand the power, as all God's people should, how wide, all right, how long, how wide, and how deep his love is. And so, how many of you know God doesn't want to keep it a secret how much he loves you? May he, you experience. How many of you know experience is more than just knowing something? You've, you, have, you really have really knowledge of it because you've went through it. And so he wants you to not just know God's love, he wants you to know God's love. Come on, somebody. May you experience the love of Christ. Though it is too great to understand. You know, when I think about God and Man, it blows my mind sometimes when I think about the infinity of God. He's, he doesn't have a beginning or end. Whoa, go think about that for a while. Whoa, mind blown. And that same God that's eternal loves me. Whew. But look what he says. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life. Fully alive in Christ and the power that comes from God. Folks, God does not want you in the dark about how he feels about you. He has revealed it through his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm talking about the benefits of being a part of the family of God. So number one, you, love, you understand the love of God. And it's all about relationship, right? Right? You know, some people, when they see 
when they, when they think of God, again, like they, they have this vision of him being far away and I can't have a relationship with him. But I'm here to tell you, that's not true. You can have a close and intimate relationship with him. We can fall in love with God every Sunday we gather in here, amen? We're reminded of his goodness in our lives. We're reminded of his faithfulness. Every time you come in here, you're singing about the faithfulness of God or the love of God or the mercy of God or the grace of God. You, have, you come to know him better and you come to in that relationship with him even greater. It's cultivated through these moments. It's cultivated through your own personal times of, of prayer and worship, amen? Here's the second one. To be a part of the family of God means having your needs met. I mean, you know God's a good father. He's a provider. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. So let us come what? Boldly. Why can we come boldly? Because we're a son or daughter of God. Come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we'll find grace to help us when we need it most. So you notice God doesn't mind meeting your needs. And he doesn't mind coming, you coming to him to ask. He's not put off by you coming and asking, right? As a matter of fact, you can come with all confidence before God knowing that he hears you when you, when you come. All made possible. Did I mention it's all made possible because of what Christ did? You got to get that part. That we're brought near to Christ, by the, to God by the, the blood of Christ. Amen. And so to communicate with God is to understand that he, we can go to him directly. You don't have to go through somebody else, folks. Contrary to what some people teach, you don't need to go through a priest. You have direct access to him today. And it's not even confined to church. You don't have to come to church to communicate and go to God. You can go to God in your, in your car. You can go to God in your house. You can go to God while you're walking. Amen. You have access to God 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Praise God. And the neat thing about it is God is not short of any resource. In case you hadn't noticed, he created the world and he owns everything. So he has everything that you need. Matthew 6 says it like this. So don't worry about these things saying what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly father, there it is, knows already what your needs are. Even before you tell him, he knows what you need. And here's what he says, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he'll give you everything you need. In other words, listen, if you'll just trust God, make him the center of your life, go to him with everything, everything else kind of falls into place, folks. So those of you that today, this morning, or, or yesterday, you're sitting across the table with, with all of your bills laid out and you're worried and you're stressed about how things are going to work, I'm here to tell you God's in control. He'll take care of you as his kid. What does he want from you? He wants your trust. He wants you to look to him as provider because he's more than able. Amen? So provision is the next thing. So as a, as a, as a member of the family of God, you have access to the provision of God. Amen? Number three, to be a part of God's family means having a large and loving family. You're not alone in this, folks you got a lot of brothers and sisters. 
Is that right? If you look around this room, every person in this room that's in the family of God is your brother or sister. Amen. And so it's a big family. Now, I get it. Sometimes families, they fight. Y'all's families never fight, do they? Mine did. My brother, man, he, he would... Man, me and him would get into some of the, woo, we get into some fights. You know what I mean? But you know what? Nobody ever mess outside the family better mess with me. Right? I mean, it's like, it's on. That's the way it works, right? We're a part of the family of God. We have a loving family. And all of us are under the same privilege and the same honor of being in relationship with each other because of what Christ did. We're all adopted into the family of God. And, you know, what a privilege it is to be here at Grow Church, to be a part of the family here, right? One of the things that, that we're known for in the community is that we're a, a loving place. Can I get an amen? Folks, I want that to continue. You know, that sh really should be true for every church. Shouldn't it? If we're sons and daughters of the Most High, we've received His love. We can give His love unconditionally. So in the context of this church, you know, I mentioned groups earlier, you have that honor of praying for each other. We tell this all the time, don't do life alone. It's, there's no reason why you should do life alone. Amen? I'll, I'll, I'll go this far and say, if you're doing life alone, it's because you want to do life alone. Because we're going to give you the opportunity. Our grow groups are that, that opportunity. Don't do it alone. Get with a group of people. It doesn't have to be. Listen, I get it. You can't be friends with all 300 people or 400 people in this church. It's impossible. But you can be friends with 10 or 12. Amen? And y'all can have deep relationships. You can pray for each other. You can walk through seasons of life together. You can hold each other accountable. You know what, you know what James said? He said, listen, the, you know, it's, it's okay. To, we confess our sins to God, and that's how we get forgiveness. But you know what? The Bible also says to confess our sins to each other. Our faults. Why? Because he knows. He knew the value of having somebody to hold, you, hold you accountable. To pray for you. To be connected to as a brother or sister. So this is another privilege of being part of the family of God. Is having somebody I can go to when I'm struggling. I don't have to do this alone. I don't have to face that struggle. I don't have to face that loss. I don't have to face that, that financial difficulty. I don't have to face that cancer diagnosis alone. I got somebody I can help and help me and walk alongside me. That's a benefit of being a part of the family of God. This is what troubles me the most. Some of you in this room, you'll hear this message and you won't do anything about it. And here's what's happening. I'm not, and I didn't do that to say that to shame you. What I'm saying is you're going to live far below what God has for you because you're not willing to take that step. Now, here's the reality. If you don't do it, nobody's going to be mad at you. You're, and you're no less a Christian. I mean, you'll, you, and you may struggle. But if you're in Christ, you'll make it to heaven because you've accepted him. I'm not saying all this hinges on your salvation. I'm here to tell you, but while you're here... God wants you fully alive in him. He wants you to live life to the full. And so part of that living life to the full is getting connected in a group or getting connected with a group of people and walking through life with them as a part of the family of God. Good preaching, pastor. It's good. Come on. Here's another one. To be a part of the family of God means having a purpose in this life. And it's not just a purpose for here. 
It's a purpose that is eternal in significance. How many of you want to live a life of significance? The rest of you don't want to live a life of significance. Everybody in this room, I know, I know you. You, you go, you're at home, sometimes you dream of, of doing something great, right? Of, you maybe dream of, of making an impact or having an influence on somebody and, and, be, and living a life of significance. If you don't, I don't, I'm not sure that you're alive if you don't do that sometimes. And so here's the idea. If you're in Christ, God has called you to eternal significance, to a purpose in life. Amen. And so we get a chance, we get the privilege and honor of helping, uh, helping God grow his, his church. Amen. Could he grow it by himself if he wanted to? Absolutely he could. But you know what he chooses to do? He chooses to say, let me tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, you're, you're going to be a part of helping grow my church, my kingdom, my family. And then when we all understand that's what he's done, he's tapped us on the shoulder. He tapped you. Okay, I got a purpose for you. I got something for you to do. And it's going to be eternal significance. In other words, when I, when I invest in that, when, when I get to heaven, I'm, I'm going to see fully what, what God has. Wow, this is what God had in mind for me. There are going to be people in heaven. You hear me, folks? Or there should be people in heaven because of you. should be people in heaven because of our influence that's the eternal significance that I'm talking about and it really is is really connected to your purpose and in making investments if, if you look at 1 Corinthians 12 Paul does a great job of describing what the body looks like you got hands and you got feet you got eyes you got all, all the thing all the body working together to do what to make sure the body's alive to keep it alive to do to be growing and, and doing something significant and that's exactly what the, the family of God looks like it's all of us gathering together understanding our responsibility seeing it as a privilege and then walking in our God-given purpose it's a privilege once you turn to your neighbor and say it's a privilege to be a part of the kingdom of God the family of God do you believe that Again, here at Grow Church, this, this, is our, this is our intentionality of this. We want to help you discover how to be a person of eternal significance. Our 1010 team, we've already mentioned it earlier. It's an opportunity to live out this. Our, our mission here, Love, Teach, Serve, Reach, is all about us living an, an eternal significance, right? fall in love with Jesus. We love, his, we love him and his people. We grow in, we grow in character. We grow in this discipleship. We, we understand we have gifts and talents to serve the body. And then we reach, we make a difference outside these four walls. Amen. Because I know, I'm, I'm positive that everybody in this room knows at least one person in your circle of influence who, if they died today, would not make it to heaven. How many of, you, how many of that's true of you? What are you doing about it? That's where the eternal significance comes in, folks. How many of you have a story of how God's redeemed you? It's a great story. I was dead in my trespasses and my sins. I was on my way to hell, and somebody shared with me the good news of the gospel, and I responded, and now my life's no longer the same. And now, you know what I want to do? I can't help it, but I share with somebody else what God's done for me, the transformation that's in my life. That's living a life of eternal significance, folks. Hallelujah. The last one, 
as I'm closing. To be a part of the family of God means having an eternal inheritance. I mentioned that earlier, that we're, we're in line as heirs to the kingdom of God, right? To God's stuff. But, you know, the biggest thing is, one day, either when the trumpet sounds, when Christ returns, or we pass on through death, everybody's going to die, right? There's nobody in this room that unless, unless Christ comes back, there's nobody in this room that's going to be able to escape death. Inheritance. Your inheritance, yes, you get to experience the life of Christ here. Yes, God provides resources here, but the ultimate goal is to hear our Father, our loving Christ say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. That, folks, is the, the ultimate inheritance of inheriting the kingdom of God. That's what I'm longing for, right? Is that what you're longing for this morning? And it's all a benefit of being a part of his family. There's a, there's something that we're going to look forward to and that is living eternally with Christ. Won't that be great? The Lamb of God. The one that the book of Revelation describes as the Lamb who was slain for the foundation of the world. The one who is right now receiving worship from the elders and the angels. Right now they're crying, holy, 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 holy. We get to be in his presence forever. That's an inheritance, folks. Better than any sum of money that you could ever get. Better than any house that you could obtain as an inheritance. Just being able to be in the presence of the one who saved us, the one who delivered us, the one who went to the cross for us. We get a chance forever to live with him. Amen. In fellowship, in close personal fellowship with him forever. It's a benefit of being a part of the family of God. Would you stand this morning? Here's what I'd like to do. I've mentioned it several times. With every head bowed, every eye closed, I want to, just want to talk to everybody this morning. I've mentioned it more than once on purpose that the only way to be a part of the family of God is to believe that Christ came, lived a sinless life, died on the cross for your sins and mine and walked out of the tomb. There's no other way to be a part of the family of God. And that's how simple it is to become a part of the family of God, is to believe. Jesus said it in John 1. He says, those who believed have the right to become sons of God. When you believe on the Lord Jesus and place your faith in Him, you're adopted into his family. Is that not good news this morning? So what I would like to say, is there anybody in this room who would say, Pastor, I'm not in the family of God. I've never believed on Jesus as my Savior. I've never accepted his sacrifice. You know what? I got some good news for you. That can change right now. So if you'll just lift your hand right now. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not, I promise I'm not going to embarrass you. 
If you'll say, Pastor, I've never received Christ as my Savior. I want to be a part of His family. I want to receive these benefits that you talked about today. I want to be loved by Him. I want to be loved by His family. I want to have an inheritance one day. Would you just lift your hand and say, I've never done that. I need Him today. So everybody in this room is a, is a follower of Jesus. You're in the family of God. That's great. So what I'd like to say is maybe some of you have, maybe you've drifted. Maybe once you, man, you were in love with Jesus and you were on fire for Him and you, you really were walking in the privilege and, and your responsibility as a, as a child of God and maybe you strayed from that. You've shucked your responsibility. Maybe you've just been coasting. We don't call it coasting. We say it's backsliding. That's really, that's not a word that we hear much anymore, but you can. You can backslide. If you're not moved forward in your relationship with Christ, you're definitely not staying still. So God wants you back. He wants you fully in Him. Amen? He wants you walking in the fullness of everything God's called you to. Amen? Today, if that's you, just lift your hand. Pastor, I've slipped. I wanna, I, it's only one step back. That's all it is. Thank you for that hand. Anybody else? I just want to walk in step with Him. That's all I want. I want to rededicate my life to Him this morning. Thank you for that hand. Would you pray this prayer with me? Father, I realize that I've, I've let things slip. And, I've, and I'm asking you just to forgive me. Lord, I want to walk in step with you. I want to take my responsibilities as a child of God seriously and walk in step with you in relationship with you today. Forgive me of anything I've done. Search my heart. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to our online broadcast here at Grow Church. We hope that you've heard something today that will strengthen and encourage you throughout the week. Make sure you tune in next week for our next broadcast. God bless.